not, but there is a website called emailsanta.com. You know, in my day, we used to write letters and take them and put them in the post office box. But now you should know that you can now email Santa. And I'd like to take just a moment and uh, give you a couple samples of some of the emails that he received this year. First of all, from John. He's age four. Dear Santa, I'm sorry I do not have a chimney. I'll leave the cat flap unlocked for you. Please watch out for the litter box. Jenny, eight. Dear Santa, do you have elves that help you, or do they just sit on the sofa all day long? Dear Santa, Mommy and Daddy say I have not been very good these past few days. I'd like to know how bad I can be before I lose my presence. Dear Santa, did you really run over Grandma? That's Mackenzie, age 11. Alex, age 8. Dear Santa, thank you for the remote control car you left me last year, even though it broke the day after Christmas. I know you tried, and that's what counts. And this is my particular favorite. Dear Santa, this is Bree, age 7. Dear Santa, I am sorry for putting all that X-lax in your milk last year. I wasn't sure you were real, and my dad was very, very mad. We laugh. We laugh. But I like to remind you that even as we heard the Gospel of Luke this evening, God has a humor. He has a sense of humor even as this Christmas story unfolds. Because it's the shepherds, the shepherds, that have a tremendous part in this. You know what this is? This is a shepherd. I wish I could tell you I made it. I did not make this. But this is a shepherd. And I think God had a sense of humor because he used shepherds. I can't think of a humbler occupation, a less important profession, or a I-don't-matter job than being a shepherd. Their role in life was to guard a bunch of smelly old sheep out in the field. They had very little control over their occupation. And this story out of Luke, it's a beautiful story. But why the shepherds? Of all the people that the angels could have come to and announced the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, why did the angels come to the shepherds? It certainly wasn't because they were the cream of the crop of society. They were sheep herders. They were country hicks, if you will. They were rednecks, uneducated, unrefined, undefined. Why them? You know, if you really thought about it, none of our Christmas pageants would be complete without shepherds. Shepherds usually dressed in daddy's bathrobe. We would be incomplete if we didn't have shepherds. In the French hilltop village of Les Beaux, in Provence, France. There is a procession that takes place each and every year, unlike any other procession you have ever seen. Shepherds, not actors, not kids, honest-to-goodness, genuine shepherds climb the steep roads that come up to the village. They are sun-darkened, rough-looking men in heavy wool cloaks. And they process into the church at midnight on Christmas Eve. The, villages are, the villagers are silent with respect. 
And the, st- the kids sit there or stand there and watch them in awe. And the last shepherd enters into the church through the back, carrying a newborn lamb from the flock. He brings it forward and places it into the arms of the priest. And then their midnight service begins. How could we celebrate Christmas without the shepherds? But that really still doesn't answer the question of why shepherds. Did they just happen to be in the right place at the right time? Or is God trying to tell us something by using the shepherds in such a prominent position in the nativity story? Maybe by including the shepherds, he's telling telling us that the gospel of Jesus Christ is for all people, everyone. It's the sort of thing God would do. It's not for the politically correct or those with lots of power or lots of money. The shepherds had neither power nor wealth. They were at the very bottom of society. They also didn't smell very good. And because of their occupation and because of their hygiene, they weren't They weren't respected. They were looked down by the religious elite. They couldn't even participate in the Orthodox Jewish rituals because they couldn't wash their hands and keep their bodies clean enough because when your job all day long is out there tending sheep, you have a tendency not only to get dirty, you have a tendency to stay dirty, and you smell. You smell. Michael Frost is one of my favorite authors And he talks about the use of the term sinner and how it was employed by the religious elite in Jerusalem. And they described several types of people that they considered absolute, total, complete sinners. Tax collectors, prostitutes, lepers, Gentiles, and shepherds. And wouldn't you know it, if you go back and you study Jesus' life, you look at his teachings, you look at the experience, he loved to be around those types of people. Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. Matthew was certainly a tax collector. We're told that Jesus touched and healed lepers. We're also told that he valued the faith of one Gentile Roman centurion above everyone else's in Israel. How fitting that the birth of Jesus Christ should be surrounded by a bunch of sinners, shepherds. Those are comforting words, I would imagine, to all of us who consider ourselves sinners. And at last count, I think that's probably each and every one of us if we are truly honest with ourselves. Isn't it interesting? God chose a bunch of amateurs to announce his son's arrival, to announce the arrival of the king. He chose a bunch of people that weren't even VIPs. God chose to choose the, to share the message first with shepherds through the angels. Isn't that just like God? Not only is he using shepherds, but what else does he use? A pregnant, unwed teenager. A bunch of country hicks wandering in from the sticks to to see about this babe in a stable. An innkeeper who was so busy that he didn't have time for this woman who was obviously heavy with child. 
and a couple who tried to be humble but were afraid in the midst of everything that they would have no place to rest their head. If you look at the story in the Gospel of Matthew, most of it is highlighted toward the three kings and what they brought. Gold, frankincense, socks, clothes, myrrh. But if you look at the Gospel of Luke, the one that we read this evening, the same story is about mud, manure, and social rejects. It's about people on the outside looking in. And in fact, it's the same way that Jesus summed up his entire ministry. The blind receive their sight, the lame shall walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf will hear, the dead will be raised up, and the poor will have the gospel preached to them. Christmas is about God reaching down into that heartbroken, dirty, sinful place that we call this world, this earth, and its people. Refugees in drought-stricken third-world countries. The homeless wandering the streets of our big cities, our little cities, no cities at all, without any place to lay their head and without any food. Drug-addicted kids that end up in prison. AIDS sufferers watching their strength slowly seep away. Those in hospice wondering whether this Christmas will be their last Christmas. I don't want to bring you down. I don't want to bring you down. Actually, I want to lift you up. I want you to take a look at God's view of Christmas because Christmas is good news. Good news for all of us because we're broken, we're dirty, we're sinful. And we have a little baby that comes. Why the shepherds? Maybe God is saying, the gospel is for all of us. I don't care what you do, who you are, what the color of your skin is, or how bad you smell. It's for all of us. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. And no matter what you've done, you can't get it because it's a gift given to you. The gospel is the good news for those who will receive it, for those who have ears to hear and eyes with which to see and hearts with which to feel. The story of the shepherds is a mystery, and who can ever explain God? Who can ever explain what he does in this world or why he does it? Usually when we're young, we think we're going to live forever, and we got all the answers. And then life happens to us, and sure enough, somewhere along the line, there are twists and turns and dips and turns, and life doesn't end up exactly the way we thought it would be. And in the end, what do we have left? What do we truly have left? We have our faith. And we have the love of a Savior. That's what we have more than anything else. Faith, hope, and love. But the largest of these, the biggest of these, the most important of these is love. And I think we all want to love, and I think we all want to be loved. And the good news in this great wide world is that that's exactly what happened when Jesus was born. He came to love us. For all of you who are broken, and that includes me, Today in the city of David, there is a Savior who is born, Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. The story of the shepherds doesn't really explain it. But way down at the bottom, I wonder if it's just not the good news that our ears need to hear. I don't know where this night finds you. 
I don't know what's going on in your life. But I think the message of the coming of Jesus Christ is a pointed message for each and every one of us in special ways. It's a message for those of you who are struggling with some type of personal problem, and perhaps in that message you'll find a little healing. Or maybe you simply don't believe in all this stuff about Jesus Christ, but this evening you have an opportunity to glimpse God's love in the faces and in the love of those around you. Or perhaps you feel like this entire world is in the throes of chaos, and this provides you a moment of peaceful reflection. Perhaps for some reason you live in darkness or in fear, and this message casts a great light into that darkness. Perhaps you're one of those that don't even believe that this world is worth saving. It's beyond saving. And perhaps this is a message that gives us hope more than anything else. Well, perhaps this night you're someone out there who finds themselves at odds with someone or something. And this gives you an opportunity for the promise of peace in your life. That's what Christmas is all about the promise that God gives us through his Son to celebrate the heart of Christmas, which is love. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter whether you live in Caesar's palace or whether you tend sheep out on the Judean hillside. See, Jesus came for everybody, even those of us who consider ourselves nobody. And Jesus came to love every one of us, even if you're one of the people that no one has ever loved. That's what Christmas is about. That's what you need to take away from tonight. That's what we celebrate joyfully on the night of his birth. So Merry Christmas, you bunch of shepherds. You bunch of shepherds. You've heard the songs, you've seen the light. Now do you have hearts ready to know the love that is Jesus Christ? Would you bow your heads with me, please?